from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Those residents were left with nowhere to shop. Shut down or no shut down, the people still need good quality food. We were able to bring together about 100 volunteers to um, build out the garden row beds, the wood chips, plant the potatoes. I'm Sarah Fenske. Four years ago, Erica Williams founded a new organization for North St. Louis County. She called it a Red Circle. Its goal is to, quote, restore North County to a safe, vibrant, sustainable, and economically viable community that remains diverse. Now a Red Circle is working on developing its most ambitious project yet, a grocery store for North County that would be owned by and operated for the community. And Erica Williams joins us to share more about it. She is the founder and executive director of a Red Circle. Erica, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So, Erica, I understand uh, Red Circle did a community engagement survey. What did it tell you about what residents want when it comes to grocery stores? Yes, um, we were able to engage a lot of North County residents in talking about things like the former Shop and Save store and the prices that were there, the quality of the produce that is in some North County stores, the prices, um, the quantity of items, and we, you know, learned a lot. Um, Things like there are some stores that may have good affordable prices, but the quantity of the products are in bulk and so they're unable to buy, you know, one or two of the items that they need. And oftentimes, before they're able to use all of the produce, it goes bad. Uh, some of the other stores, they noticed very marked differences between locations of those stores. In certain neighborhoods, the produce could be bad in the store. The meat could be bad in the store. Whereas at other stores that are further from their houses, the produce is um, better quality but more expensive. So the same company is not providing the same level of quality in the neighborhoods of of some of the people you talk to. Absolutely. And And it was, you know, uh, uh, across the board. So this sounds like this has been a big frustration for people in these communities. Yes, um, it has been a big frustration because... When the Shop and Saves, that was the store that most people went to, Mm -hmm. closed in 2018, some of the former buildings became um, schnook stores, Mm -hmm. whereas three of the buildings that are located in very highly concentrated um, populated neighborhoods did not become stores. And so those residents were left with nowhere to shop or to go further out and to pay more money. So in these highly populated neighborhoods, when Shop and Save closed, it just closed. No one took over those locations. Absolutely. We were, we were left with three very large vacant buildings. So that's a huge frustration there. And yet, you know, these grocery chains are profit oriented. If it was easy to make something like this work, you'd imagine that they would do it. How are you going to be able to make this work as a community owned operation without, um, you know, sort of the the way that big chains um, can buy in bulk and have all sorts of advantages through that? Yes, so we are leveraging every opportunity that we come across, every connection from our local farmers, black farmers, farmers that are um, located in Missouri and Illinois, 
We are going to be working with um, other areas like the St. Louis Area Food Bank to help with, they can help us with purchasing because they're able to purchase uh, items in higher quantities, things of that nature. We're going to be working with various uh, people in the in the community who know about logistics and ordering and pricing and managing. So we're going to be a, a very creative in the way that we can have this owned and operated by the by the community. And it sounds like not just creative, but there's a number of different groups and nonprofits all coming to the table, everybody bringing their own area of expertise. Yes, that makes it very exciting because not only can we grow and place the foods that we want and enjoy, but um, I've been able to meet people who have done similar things in the area and outside of the area, and they've been very generous with their wealth, knowledge, expertise, so we're going to have very fun things like bulk spices and locally made jams and jellies. You'll see the best of Missouri, the best of North County in that store. So are there other local models for this sort of thing? Somebody who's making this work in St. Louis? Yes. Um, one of the most prevalent ones that comes to mind is the Marsh Neighborhood Store. It's in South St. Louis City on Broadway. And that is uh, run by uh, the person who I've been speaking to. Her name is Beth Neff, N-E-F-F. She's been great sharing everything that she's learned, you know, from the gardening side of it to the store side of it to also the fresh food um, making side of it. They also make like breads and things that they sell in their store. Hmm. So there is precedent for they're able to pull this off. Absolutely. So I understand for the model that you have in mind for what a Red Circle is doing, the grocery store itself wouldn't be a nonprofit. A Red Circle is a nonprofit, but this would actually be an LLC, um, a, a for-profit company that it has various members in it. Red, a Red Circle would only be one of them. Why go that route versus a, a classic nonprofit? So that's a great, great question. So one of the things that we're trying to um, mitigate in North St. Louis County is the disinvestment the lack of sales tax revenue. You know, when stores close, when businesses close, we lose a lot of revenue. The school district loses a lot of revenue in the areas where those businesses were. And so we want to be able to charge sales taxes. We want to also be able to leverage any type of business benefit, such as a minority-owned business, women-owned business, if we have more women that are uh, members of the, of the LLC. And so we want to be able to really feed into the economic development of the region. It's not just food, but it's jobs, it's revenue. That way this can be a holistic um, way to meet the goal of a red circle, which is to promote community betterment in North County through a racial equity lens. And so when you talk about doing this as an LLC, it sounds like there are some business advantages for doing that. It also ties into the mission that you see for this community. Absolutely. So it would be operated as a social enterprise. Um, the profit that would be um, earned from the store, you know, once we are up and running and the store becomes profitable, then that profit will go back into a red circle and to any other nonprofit organizations that are members. Hmm. So these are some big plans. This sounds really exciting. Do you have a location in mind at this point? We do. We are actually eyeing a um, former dry cleaner store that is on Hawes Ferry between West Florissant and Dunn Road. Um, I have a great team. I have a good food strategist and a good food organizer. They've been working in tandem to um, to talk with the neighbors and the residents, locate the space. And so they 
they found the space and located the environmental study and the site plan and all those different types of things. Something else that's going to be at that store location is a um, demonstration garden. You know, a red circle is really big on growing food and we have a garden and an urban farm currently and we're going to house a demonstration garden on site so that neighbors can learn how to grow some things in their homes. So this is not just a store. There's also going to be a garden right on site that'll tie into what you're doing there. Absolutely. And inside the store, we will have a small bistro section called Healthy Flavor Bistro, where we will uh, sell salads and sandwiches and wraps, nice healthy lunches. You know, the area is plagued with fast food restaurants, and there aren't many places to get something that's healthy and and affordable. And then we will also host um, cooking demonstrations so that people who might be new to cooking with fresh produce can see how the best way they there is to cook with the food. So as you mentioned, um, this is part of what a Red Circle is doing, is growing food at this point. You have this urban farm in Pine Lawn, um, and that started in 2020. Can you tell me just a bit about what you're doing there? Yes. So that space is called the North County Agricultural Education Center. That was built out in collaboration with the City of Pine Lawn and other um, nonprofit and for-profit entities. We host a food and justice fellowship out of that site that allows us to teach young people about growing food, about the STEM behind growing food, about equity and justice, the different ways that laws impact food justice, and about business and entrepreneurship, the ways that they can, you know, s- study food, study agriculture, learn about food and learn about um, working and earning money working with food. Hmm. So in addition to all those things, I understand that um, this urban farm actually grew 114 pounds of potatoes in this past year. Is this a future grocery store, a place where you could see eventually selling the products that come out of this farm? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a super, super exciting project. You know, the farm itself was built out in April of 2020, right at the you know height of the shutdown. And mm-hmm. so it was challenging getting things up and running and so what we were able to do is we were able to plant some fruit trees and herbs and provide bags of herbs with instructions to the neighbors just so they can know who we are and what we're doing but last year we were able to bring together about a hundred volunteers to um, build out the garden row beds the wood chips plant the potatoes and then harvest the potatoes, and we were able to provide the potatoes to residents um, in in North County and as far as St. Charles. That's so cool. And then on top of that, you've also got this community garden and farmer's market in Riverview. This also started in 2020. You had a a remarkably productive 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of us just took the year off, and you charged ahead. We had to be very creative. You know, I was determined not to let the pandemic keep a red circle away from meeting its goals because shut down or no shut down, the people still need good quality food. And so um, we were able to build out the garden in September of 2020 and we planted some food that was able to grow over the winter. And so our first harvest was in April and we were able to harvest every month between April and November and provide that food at our healthy community market, which is a kind of a scaling way of a um, affordable farmers market. We also have exercise demonstrations there, cooking demos, nutrition, education, recipes and more. And vendors can come and share with with the residents that come 
what they're doing in North County. So do you see that project continuing even after you get uh, the grocery store up and running, or do you eventually see the produce you're selling at that farmer's market being something that would also funnel into the grocery store? Yes, yeah, so part of the um, work that we do at the healthy, healthy Community Market is in tandem with the church that's there, Zion Travelers Missionary Baptist Church. So they run a food pantry on the last Saturday of the month. Mm. And so we're there when they have the food pantry to provide the fresh produce. So I do still see that, that happening, but um, we would definitely be able to bring some of the food from the garden into the store. And, you know, because we work with several farmers in the in the region will have plenty of produce for the store. Mm. So you've got a lot of big plans. You've also made a lot of strides in just a short period of time of having a red circle up and running. Now you've got a pretty big hurdle ahead. You say you need, need to raise $100,000 for this project. At this point, you've raised just over $7,100. That leaves a lot of money left on the table. Do you have plans um, for a major fundraising push now? Well, we, we do. So part of what we're doing right now is working on a business plan and, and feasibility study, which we will then be able to take those, um, those items, those documents, into banks and to other larger funders. The current camp, capital campaign that we have going now is more of a crowdfunding opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's been a great way, one, to raise money because, you know, we don't, um, we don't, Blanket seven thousand dollars. Sure, that's it's a, also been a, it's a good start. Yeah, yeah, it's also been a great way to get the word out. You know, which is actually how I was able to come on your show today. So mm-hmm. I really a, a, appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, and I'm I'm so excited to hear about these projects. And we want to let people know if they feel led to give after hearing about what Erica described as as Red Cir- Red Circle has these big plans for North St. Louis County. If you go to our Twitter page, that's at STL on Air um, on Twitter. We've just tweeted out a link to the donation page. You can also find that at a Red Circle, all one word dot org. And to donate, you can visit the donor box. Uh, there's another way to donate. That is visit donorbox.org slash community dash store dash project. Again, we have those on our website, stlonair.show, and also at stlonair on Twitter. So lots of opportunities there if you want to support what a red circle is up to here. And Erica, this just seems like a really exciting time for you. As as you're um, coming into this year of 2022, do you feel like this is the year where a lot of big things are falling into place? I really do. I I really do. You know, as you um, mentioned at the beginning, I founded it in 2017. And so, you know, the first year was kind of our networking, researching, figuring out who's doing what and where and what the what the people in the neighborhoods really want us to see and, and do and to accomplish. 2018, we kind of started getting our feet wet with some programming and learning about management and all those types of things. 2019, we put, you know, processes in place so that come 2020, we'd be raring to go. And here you are, raring to go. (laughs) 2020, yeah. you know, we were shut down. And so 2022 is kind of like our 2020. Like everything (laughs) that we've built up to this point, we can finally start doing. (laughs) So one last thing I wanted to ask you about today. A Red Circle is somewhat of an unusual name for this sort of nonprofit. I have to ask what the idea um, is behind that name. Absolutely. So um, I was in school studying for my Ph.D. in public policy, and we had to create a um, fake nonprofit, basically, to learn about writing mission statements and vision statements and all those types of things. And so the original name of my mock nonprofit was His Hands and Feet, Hmm. which would have been a faith-based nonprofit because, you know, after the killing of Michael Brown Jr. and the 
really like concentrated areas of race that began to come out of that situation. Um, I began to look at, you know, North County and North City and the differences between some of the regions and how all of that came to be, how, you know, so much of what has happened and what is still happening is because of racism. But all blood is red and we all bleed red. And so as I was thinking about the various connections that make a healthy, healthy community, we need jobs, we need healthy food, we need tax revenue for the school districts and all these different things, all the interconnection is what is how I made the um, circle motion in my head. Mm -hmm. And red is because all blood is red. So that is the name, a red circle. All blood is red. That's a good reminder there. Erica Williams, thank you so much for joining us today and the best of luck with these big plans. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.